first and foremost, welcome back to Holy Roaster, folks. Stop yawning. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's it's so, I don't know. Today's, I don't know. <laughs> President's Day. It's, uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm so sleepy today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wake up. All right. I already had too much coffee. Yet. It's not working. Ooh, you get two more days of coffee. Oh, yeah, true. Lint's coming up. Okay, before we start Lint part two, we have a question from a listener. Um, he, I believe he que- uh, was asking this when we came into or after we recorded the baptism episode. So he asked, within the last year, I heard someone needed to be rebaptized, not due to the formula, but due to a prono, I versus we. So kind of two questions in this. Is this correct and which is the proper word? And then another question is, do any other sacraments have equally restrictive wording? So the, the, the first one is, yes, you have to be really specific. And it's always I baptize you. Mm. It's not we. Mm. Uh, this mistake was made a few times. Uh, and even I don't know the guy but uh, he's a priest I think in Oklahoma he he used to be a seminary at St. John Vianney in Denver Mm -hmm. Um, and you know he became a priest and he was already the parochial vicar at the parish are those new glasses? no no okay sorry (laughs) keep going that freaked me out he was watching I think a video of his baptism oh and I was like a permanent deacon was baptizing him mm-hmm. like you know 20 plus years ago mm-hmm. don't remember where but he said we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and Ooh. he he was like what the priest who who was watching the video like He's like, I have not been baptized this whole time. I am time. not Christian at all. <gasps> that just gave me chills. That's scary. And so he called his bishop. Uh-huh. He told him what he just found out. Oh no! And the bishop's like, you are not, you are not Catholic. You are not a priest. You are not Christian. What? You are no one. We have to repeat all of the sacraments, and oh, you know every sa- every mass that you just said from your ordination till this point confession it's not valid <gasps> weddings nothing yeah what a mess it was like on national news what it, did father he sean so- knows him <gasps> and yeah that just is so scary so what did all those wedding couples have to do all of those confessions they had to contact them confessions are like you cannot find these people here right but you right know, but like weddings <gasps> and baptisms, they had to be repeated. So you had, you know, oh, they had to call the families. My gosh. Yeah. Wow. So uh, it's kind of wow. funny and not funny, but then he, he was like, okay, I'm not Catholic. Wow. So the bishop, okay, well, we need to repeat all of the sacraments. So, you know, baptism, confirmation, you need to get first communion. So he did all of this. Then you, I have to ordain you as a deacon and then as a priest. Oh, my gosh. Five. So did he all? They did all? all of five in one week. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What a powerful week. And so he was ordained once again. Wow. So his bishop was, I think, even joking. Like, you know, 
by the way we can do this and um, but you you know if you don't want to be a priest anymore like we don't have to do it right you you can you are free to go if you want to just he chose uh, priesthood was like no i i i want to be a priest oh good so yeah listener uh apparently yes i versus we uh they should use i for it to it's be i baptize you yeah. not we for it to be valid. It was a mistake, I think, back in the 70s, right after the Vatican II, when people were confused. Mm. They wanted to emphasize the, the communal, I would say, f dimension of, of the church, like we as a church. Mm. So mm. some deacons and priests uh, accidentally, you know, they thought it's cool to say like we, like congregation, like the parents, godparents, like we baptize you. No, it's I, Man, you, know, you as a priest. My mind is spinning. Okay, and so then yes. he also asks, do any other sacraments have equally restrictive wording? I would assume yes. They yeah. all need I. I not not really I, but okay. it's but, like with but confirmation. You have to, follow you have the, the formula, specific okay. like essence. So when you are when you are getting confirmed, uh, you know, the priest, the bishop mm, says, you know, re, you know, your name, but you choose mm -hmm. and then be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like you have mm -hmm. to say these words. And then with the Eucharist, I as a priest, I need to pronounce the words of consecration. Like I cannot make a mistake. Wow. Same with uh, confession. There is a formula, right? The At the end, the priest needs to say, I absolve you in the name of the oh, Father. Wow. You know, I absolve you from your sins in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So you can... You have the essence there is always a formula for each sacrament but you know needs to needs to happen that's cr that's wild <clears throat> yeah all right well listener that asked that question thanks for asking the question thanks for emailing us that question that's crazy but hopefully that answered it <laughs> um what else okay so before we get into lent part two going back to lent part one fasting have you decided whether you're going to do silent undecided i keep telling I riley he's gonna do silence with me <laughs> and he's we like were, we were you missed so. you don't you don't go anymore to our staff meeting on first day uh-uh uh, no judy, judy proposed staff. judy proposed to do something as a staff oh and like something something not like okay let's don't eat this or whatever yeah like do something and uh, so we are still thinking what should be done but looks like we'll do something like you know we'll go wednesday you know we open at 11 but let's say we go at maybe 9 a.m or like lunch whatever time is mm -hmm. you know fits our schedule we go and help you know christ in the city with lunch Aww. on wednesdays on wednesdays like you know th that's oh, that we are thinking fun, to do something do that. or or something else and then uh, Father Brian was even talking, you know, I was thinking what I should do. And he even was like, yeah, maybe no music, you know. And he even said, he said, no, not like secular music, but if you want to yeah. listen, it's Gregorian, you know, mm -hmm. chant or like classical music. Mm -hmm. But no one sings, no one sings. Yeah. So that could be the possibility. I don't know. Nice. Okay. I think you should do it still. <laughs> Alms giving. So serving. Why did you shake your head? What what about almsgiving? Well, we're talking about it. Oh really? So almsgiving is 
not just tithing to the church. This is aside from that. Like you should be tithing to the church a hundred, like all the time. Not just during Lent. Yeah, not just during Lent. So almsgiving, what, what is it? Like what should we be doing? It's like last time I said, you know, prayer is justice towards God. Mm-hmm. Uh, fasting justice towards you, mm-hmm. yourself, and almsgiving in your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So it's almsgiving. Uh, yeah, it sounds about money. Mm-hmm. It's really giving something. Doesn't have to be money again. To your neighbor, can be your time. Mm, different resources, maybe yeah, food. Uh, but something that causes you to 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 be like yeah, I I'm willing, I'm able to. I have something and I'm ready to give it up, you know, like I'm not attached to anything. Like every single day of Lent? Well, we don't have rules like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, Good Friday, you have to give $10,000 to Father <laughs> Vidal, you know, we, we could establish yeah. this rule because I'm a poor. We always, <laughs> we always joking at the seminary, you know, we are like PP, the, the seminary is poor and pure, <laughs> PP. PP priest, so PPP, poor and pure priest. Uh, now it's it's not about money again. It's mm-hmm. uh, if you feel I don't know attached to something. I don't know. I nothing really comes to my mind right now. But could clothes feel, be one of them? Could be. I like yeah. go through or maybe all a, of my clothes and get rid of half of them to the poor. Yeah, because give it to donation or you know a center or uh, I don't know buy something if you want to but maybe or maybe i should buy it and give it to someone because mm-hmm. i don't know there are def- different possibilities you know like with fasting so it's not about food could be you know anything yeah okay and then the last one which is prayer well this is a long one that's why i do this series here at saint louis mm-hmm. eight weeks and yesterday mm. when I had mass, three masses, morning masses at Lourdes, right after I think the noon mass, uh, one guy came to me and asked like, Father, you, you just mentioned your announcements about you're doing this kind of like prayer class. And like actually on the way to the church today, I was thinking, you know, how can I improve my prayer life? Mm. And then you announced it. Mm. Nice. And and I had some non-Christian, uh, non-Catholic friends. Mm-hmm and they're like protestants so they're good at this and they were asking me you as a catholic how do you do this and i didn't know what to say so he was like maybe maybe i could invite them to come to your class so you know and like yeah it's not just for catholics yeah. so <laughs> we are getting maybe even non-catholics nice uh, so we'll see i love that but yeah prayer is a long 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 topic it's wow in the catechism in the catholic of the catholic church you have you know a huge explanation so it's like everyone knows yeah prayers like i'm i'm talking to god mm-hmm. uh yes and no it's not just talking it's listening mm-hmm. you know and so you need time to to listen uh, to god to, to what he says and there are different styles uh, so that's why my idea for my prayer class at this land is n- not just you know theory what it means but I want to teach people how to do it. Mm-hmm. It always reminds me about, you know, like sports world. Like if you take any kind of sport, I don't know, like 
<clears throat> I love cycling, but like football, you know, soccer, baseball, basketball, whatever. You can talk for hours about the theory, but if you want to be better at this, you, you have to practice. go and practice. Yeah. Same with, with prayer and being Catholic. You you can spend hours in the classroom and like in the church, but if you don't practice what the church says, you know, what Jesus says, then you won't get it. So I thought let's let's talk for maybe two sessions what it means and then mm -hmm. and then just practice, you know. Let's go to the field. I know let's mm -hmm. take our sneakers, shorts, you know, T shirts and <laughs> spiritual ones and just practice. So that's what I'm going to do here at St. Louis, you know, to show people how throughout the centuries different saints approach this topic differently. Mm -hmm. Because some people love, you know, the Jesuits, you know, the Saint Ignatius of Loyola, different style than the Carmelite spirituality or the Benedictine or the, uh, wow, the you know Saint uh, Jose Maria Escriva, you know, he's one of the newest one, you know, he he founded the Opus Dei. Okay, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but let's dive into some of these, like a brief description, like kind Oof. of like a trailer of what your classes will be. Trailer. So the different prayers, what are those? The very, I'm going to start this Ash Wednesday. It's the very first like practical class. Mm -hmm. It's of course mass, you know, when you receive ashes. And then I thought, well, since it's Ash Wednesday and of course you're not, you cannot eat meat and, you know, one full meal. I don't want to keep people in the church, you know, too long. And I thought, let's do something that everyone can do, which is the liturgy of the hours. That's the set of prayers that every priest must pray or like religious sister mm. or brother. Lay people are encouraged to, to use them, but mm -hmm. no pressure. You don't have to do it. So that's you know. what we're doing this Wednesday? Yes. Nice. So this Wednesday, since mm -hmm. I'm a priest, I have to pray all of them every day for the rest of my life. So and it is, you have to do morning, midday and evening? And evening and night prayer and the office of the of the readings. Okay. So the whole thing takes like an hour every day, plus your personal prayers, plus adoration, you know, so mm -hmm. a lot of prayers uh, as a priest. But people, people, you know, lay people can, can pray the liturgy of the hours. And I thought, let's do our Nash Wednesday the evening prayer looks like midday prayer but sometimes we pray you know as staff at Lourdes mm -hmm. uh, but this one is a little bit extended more extended than midday prayer and then and then I thought yeah that would, could be a really good again start uh, you know starting point I would say for Lent because it's about prayer so let's use the prayer of the church which everyone prays every day like priest you know bishops pope francis he prays the same prayers so we have to we can and i'm like yeah let's let's just i want to show people that you can use it mm -hmm. and there is even this app uh, i breviary yes which you can download for free and but i'm gonna print out some um, you know handouts for our older crowd mm -hmm. uh, you know people who don't use smartphones or don't like really electronics when they pray so that's what that's what's going to happen this Wednesday, and then for the I think next four Wednesdays, or five I think five, you know. So each Wednesday in March, I'm gonna talk briefly about different styles. So like, for example, uh, yeah, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, mm -hmm. Jesuits. So we call we know his style is called like Ignatian spirituality, 
because it comes from him. And he wrote the book, you know, spiritual exercises. So even it, it should ring the bell, like, yeah, it's like exercise. You have to go to the gym, mm. you know, uh, and then just do it. So he, out of his own experience, I don't know if you know his story, but, you know, he was a soldier. That's why he he's using his background as a kind of like, you are a soldier of Christ. And this is how mm. you go to that. the boot camp and you, you work out. Did he write a book uh, on prayer? Did he r- read the book? Right. Right. Yeah. So it's spiritual exercises. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's say of Saint Ignatius, and he's famous of his exercises, and uh, people all around the world do. You know, like they're divided into four weeks, and week doesn't mean seven days. It, it, it's like just the set of prayers, not specifically you know seven days mm-hmm. but if you want to do, do like the whole thing and what he says you should really lock up yourself for 30 days in silence and have like a spiritual director and just 30 days of silence of silence non-stop Ooh. so i want to do it that would be sweet but you need like a month off yeah <laughs> from the world uh, which for most people <laughs> it's not possible mm-hmm. that's why every like uh, you know Ignatius spiritual centers that's how they call it here in the states uh, you can do this like week by week like week one and you can do week one for a few months mm-hmm. so you can extend the whole thing but if you want to really do like the you know the thing that he intended to do it that's 30 days uh, in silence so Saint Ignatius his is really about silence no it's about a uh, few things Okay. Again, I'm not going to talk about like in details here because we're going to have like a whole class like hour and a half mm-hmm. just for him. So it's basically spiritual exercises. So he, he basically tells you how you should pray, which means how you should even listen to God, how you should discern God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. And he gives 14 rules of discernment. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I have that book. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like one of them, but I, I hear a lot from people in the confessional. Someone says and f- says like, Father, I know I should pray and I want to do it, but there's sometimes they have they have these kind of days when I feel like discouraged and like I don't want to do anything with God. Mm. So Saint Ignatius says he, I had the same thing, mm. you know, five hundred years ago, and this is one of his rules. And when he says in time of desolation, because that's how it's called, it, you are not supposed to change your schedule. Mm don't ever if you say oh i go to lourdes you know for my holy hour at 6 p.m don't Don't change change it go Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel it because not about feelings so this is just one of the rules it's like 14 of them and recently i read the book when uh, a priest who is here in denver at saint john vianney seminary uh, he takes 14 rules and he applies them to the life of the priest you know, like he takes my experience I have at the parish mm-hmm. and he says, okay, do this what St. Ignatius says in your case. So that's what happens with us priests as well. We we have days when you don't want to pray. Like I don't want to even go to the church today and do mass for people. Mm-hmm. And St. Ignatius says, no, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in like schedule anyway, so you have to go. But, <clears> you know, uh, sometimes we have to force ourselves, which is sometimes compared to working out. You have days. Mm-hmm. I think some athletes call it like the wall day because mm. when you hit the wall, like I'm done. 
uh, you should still go. Yeah, power through. So that's Ignatius. Okay. But then we have the uh, Benedictine spirituality. Saint mm-hmm. Benedict, uh, you should know him, really cool guy. Uh, the father of the Western monasticism, his sister, uh, twin sister, Saint Scholastica, which we uh, we had there, her memorial day, I think February 10th, if I'm not mistaken. There is a cool passage written by another saint, uh, you know, uh, when, when he gave us this one day <laughs> from Saint Benedict and Saint Scholastica, uh, you know, schedule because Saint Benedict he established, uh, you know, the monastery, and he wrote eight rules of, uh, you know, of his life. Okay. So he called them, you know, the the rule the rule of of Saint Benedict. But it's a really small book, and how you know you can use it for your life. It's it's mostly for monks, you know, like mm. you know priests who are like you know, uh, locked, you know, and they cannot go outside even. But then there, you know, his sister, St. Scholastica, she established the same spirituality but for women. And there is this one cool passage in the Liturgy of the Hours, which, you know, again, every priest needs to pray. There is a passage uh, when I think St. Gregory, I'm not sure right now, he says that mm-hmm. um, they were allowed just one day throughout, you know, throughout the year to go outside. Wow. Just for 24 hours, you could leave the monastery, but you had to be back before like sunset, I think. And so St. Scholastica, she was like, I want to use it to meet with my brother and just talk to him. Hmm. So they meet in the house outside of the walls. And so St. Benedict came with other brothers and Scholastica was just waiting for them. So it's funny how how St. Gregory, I think he writes, he's down you know, this, this kind of description, but, and they were just, they went, they were talking for hours about God, mm. not about them. It's about God. Mm-hmm. And then it was already sunset and Benedict is like, okay, uh, I gotta go. You know, rules are rules. You have to go back to the monastery and Scholastica says, no brother, stay with me and let's talk about God. Cause I'm not satisfied. Mm. And he's like, sister, are you crazy? You know, the rules. He was like, okay, you don't want to listen to me, but I will ask God. And he always listens. So she prays, so like sitting, you know, with St. Benedict at the table. And then within like 10 seconds, a huge thunderstorm came. And it was just rain pouring down. And St. Benedict is like, well, God just listened to you and I cannot <laughs> leave, you know, because it's, it's, it's like... <clears throat> lightning and in thunderstorms i have to stay and saint scholastica is like yeah that's what i asked for and i got it so (laughs) stay and let and so they were talking all night till morning about god so this is a cool story but this is saint benedict and uh, he's (laughs) kind of like a creator of lectio divina this one is really well known Mm -hmm. lectio divina in latin means the divine reading so basically, again, that's totally another topic, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk about here at St. Louis. You take the passage, let's say, of today's gospel, and there are five steps mm-hmm. of Lectio Divina, how you can use them to go deeper into this passage and mm. really pray. Mm-hmm. So that's St. Benedict. Then we have Carmelite uh, spirituality, and usually two or three major figures here. So, of course, Jane, John of the Cross, St. John of the Cross, you know, Carmelite priest, uh, St. Ter- Therese or Therese, whatever it's pronounced, of Avila, 
and both of them were Spanish and Therese or Therese again I never know how to pronounce it correctly of Lisieux mm-hmm. so she's kind of modern day saints you know, I think 19th century in France uh, so both of them were Carmelite you know two sisters and a priest but they're like the major figures of Carmelite spirituality what is and Carmelite? so you remember <clears throat> in the Bible the Old Testament when uh, prophet Elijah was on the Mount Carmel and mm. you will go there if you, if you mm. go to Israel you will go on that mountain mm, cool. that's the mountain when uh, Elijah faced I think 400 prophets of Baal you know they had this challenge you know prove that my God or your God is true mm-hmm. so they they had this thing that mm, they were asking you know they were asking the 400 prophets were asking their gods or God uh, to send like fire from heaven to burn you know like a, a, sacrifice for 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 you know specific gods mm-hmm. and then elijah was like okay guys you like you have been doing this for hours now it's my turn mm-hmm. so he was like you know to make it harder can you add like a lot of water so it's like it's just water is everywhere mm-hmm. and i'm gonna ask god for you know to send fire and so elijah just you know immediately started after you know the water was poured down he started praying to god for fire and fire just immediately came down from heaven burned down everything and that was the proof for people like that's yeah yahweh so did all 400 and pro- then or 400 were killed right after this is a cool passage they were killed yeah all of them elijah said okay that was the deal whoever loses dies <laughs> <laughs> yeah 400 guys were killed immediately oh my gosh i hope they just I, I know you can go on that Mount Mount Carmel mm-hmm. and don't remember exactly the, the history of the of the Carmelite order because Saint John of the Cross was not the founder mm-hmm. he was the reformer so uh, usually what happens happened to many orders <clears throat> Catholic ones you have the founder who is really like on zeal on fire for God mm-hmm. and then you know when he dies or she dies you have the followers but sometimes this kind of zeal for God goes down. Mm-hmm. And you can see it with the Israelites when they're in the desert. You can see this with many Catholics, you know. Uh, but, you know, you are you love God, but then life happens and, you know, it's uh, kind of downhill. Mm-hmm. So St. John of the Cross and uh, Therese of Avila, they realized both, you know, women branch and men branch were really down with spirituality it, it was not about god it was just about like prestige and both of them like no let's go back to the roots so that both were persecuted even uh, saint john of the cross was in prison mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so other priests imprisoned him because he was like, too uh, too extreme for them but anyway uh, he experienced uh, mm, one of the things that some people think they experience now it's called the a dark night of the soul what is that when you don't feel god at all right oh. it's total darkness in prayer mm-hmm. in life some people sometimes come to us and i talked about this with father Brian, Father sean people tell us like father i think i have i i'm like in a stage of the dark night and we are always like no you're not <laughs> why because this stage is only it's like i don't know it's like true total despair yeah but it's it's kind of like a gift of god as well just to test you mm. 
and I would say not even a percent, one percent of Catholics experience that. It's wow. it's you have to you have to be really close to God. Hmm. But so you know, sometimes people tell you they're like you know they don't feel God, and I always say, well, God is not like a cologne. You know, you can feel him. <laughs> it's, it's not about feelings again. Yeah. But uh, the the modern day saint that really mm, experienced that was uh, Saint uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And no one knew about that. She she you know she had a diary, so she was just writing down everything you know day by day. And then when she passed away, and uh, the diary was found opened <coughs> and. Uh, we we found out that she she was in dark night for fifty years. Wow! Oh my gosh! Uh, so it's a terrible her. experience. It's completely. It's like. And she the, kept her faith through it all. Yeah, and she was you mm. know, at the mass every day and adoration and doing all of this in India, which is crazy for a normal person. And she like, she she basically I think uh, she wrote in her diary that you know I. I feel like I don't believe in God, like he doesn't exist, this kind of, like doesn't make any sense. And so St. John of the Cross, he's the the master behind an explanation and, and the stages and all of it. I've never gone deep into that. I tried once when I was in college, because St. John, uh, St. John, John Paul II, uh, when he was a seminarian and a priest, he loved John of the Cross mm -hmm. and because he loved him so much he was like I want to read him in Spanish in original language so he learned Spanish just to read St. John of the Cross in Spanish and then he did his PhD about St. John of the Cross in Rome mm. so uh, that's why you know and like so when you when you were the scapular mm -hmm. that's the conne connection kind of to a Carmelite speaking uh, of those when yeah. you get one of those, when you receive one of those, you're never supposed to take it off, correct? Yeah, but I do. Why? When I work out, for example. Okay. I don't want to, you know. Uh, what is a scapular? That's an, <laughs> that's another topic, but it's related to Carmelite order. Okay. If you have ever seen a, like a Benedictine monk or a Carmelite monk, they they were scapular the the life size which means it's like a piece of fabric in front of you it goes from your neck to your toes wow and you know it's it's in the front in the back and you have just this hole for your head so you put it it's wow. like a huge piece and you put it like so it's it's a symbol that you belong to god mm. Mm. and for practical reasons you know for us, it wouldn't be possible to wear this kind of stuff, even for me as a priest. So that's why you have the scapulars, just two small pieces mm -hmm. on two strings. And mm. you just put them underneath your t-shirt and it's mm. fine. But originally, it's a huge piece. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't it said? And there are, of course, many promises that Our, lady, our lady gave to Blessed... Jeez, I forgot his name. His last name starts with S Stock, S T O C K. He was in in UK. He was said because he was praying to Our Lady for, I think, for more vocations because the this you know Carmelite order in the UK was kind of dying. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any vocations, and he was asking. And once he, 
he got you know the the message from our lady okay you have been praying a lot so i asked my son and he's okay with it and we want to help right mm -hmm. jesus says i'm gonna help you but as a gift and kind of like a sign of uh, let's say this deal uh, here's a scapular and there are i don't know five ten or fifteen promises and i i don't hmm. remember now it's been a while since i i read this stuff that's cool but we'll one of them is that's why most people lay people do it including myself as a priest one of the promises is what our lady says if you if you wear it you will not you will not die in mortal sin which means you will not go to hell mm. and if you die wearing scapular uh, she said i will be there with my son for you mm. and even if you ended up in a purgatory we will get you out of it the first saturday following your death wow so i'm like okay that <laughs> sounds cool uh, so that's why many people do it you know and even kids at school like almost everyone how do you get one and how do you know if it's valid well it should be you know uh, from the catholic store or like uh, catholic uh, order like carmelite order mm -hmm. you can buy it even online but then you have to you have to just you have to be enrolled there's like a specific prayer hmm. and the priest any priest can i i've done this many times oh, interesting. And this is how we do it wow cool okay well like you know backing up a little bit saint benedict mm -hmm. one more thing but everyone's kind of knows uh, about him is the the medallion of saint benedict mm, mm -hmm. usually associated with you know exorcism mm, so yeah it's kind of like a protection against the evil one mm -hmm. so that's why many people were uh, the medallion like scapular uh, and so on and yeah and then i'm think i'm gonna talk about one more spirituality uh, i'm gonna actually talk about two books mm -hmm. so the first one is the, the introduction to the devout life by saint francis de sales and the second one is uh, which is halo uh, halo sorry hollow up <laughs> hollow up is, mm -hmm. is using for lenten challenge the imitation of christ mm -hmm. by uh, thomas akempis so this one this one is really a classic of the classic why because uh, saint ignatius of loyola even read this book many many mm -hmm. saints base their spirituality by using this this book you know well, so kind of cool so they're like really two classics and introduction uh, to the devout life uh, by saint francis the sales initially that was just a series of letters uh, to one lady because uh, she was having problems like spiritual life and questions and saint francis he was literally a bishop of geneva in switzerland and she was like okay you ask me a question i will write you an answer so it was more than like 50 letters and then someone told saint francis you should you know, combine them and you know make it like a book so anyone could use it and that's what happened and it's still and we'll be going over that yes it's class. a it's a huge book and again hour and a half is not enough to talk about it but uh, at but. least i want to <clears throat> show people like that's a possibility yeah. yeah okay anything else on prayer life during do lent <laughs> do it do it even if you feel for far away even if you feel far away initially i wanted to talk about uh 
Lent. Mm-hmm. Like Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You're listening to this on Ash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I I found this book, Catholic Customs and Traditions. So like why why we like why do we do ashes? You know. Mm-hmm. And initially how how it started so here is just one page but i think it's really cool and i learned actually i read it yesterday i'm like i didn't know that uh, so of course i we know ash wednesday officially begins lent right first day of lent mm-hmm. but what about you know the whole thing with the with the ashes uh, here is the cool thing as early as the uh, you know the beginning of the official approval of the church so 313 was uh, the date when the Catholic Church uh, could officially be like open and we didn't have to hide anymore in Rome. Wow, okay. And so you would go to confession with just four sins and just once in your life. Mm-hmm. That's it. So these are well, you know, these people were pub- uh, guilty of public sins and scandals such as apostasy, heresy, murder, and adultery. So just four. But then, of course, you know, it was like, oh, no, but people commit sins every day, different sins, not just these, these four. I told FB, Father Brian, if we, if we brought this <laughs> rule back, like you can go to confession just with all these, just mm-hmm. these four sins, I wouldn't hear any confessions or maybe just adultery <clears throat> sometimes. But like, I've never had confession someone who did apostasy, heresy or murder. Mm-hmm. So. But adultery, yeah, it happened a few times. But but this is this is you know the totally different story. But by the seventh century, this custom had expanded in some churches into a public Ash Wednesday's ritual. So sinners first confessed their sins privately. Mm-hmm. Then they were presented to the bishop. Okay. So but if you committed these four sins, one of them at least, you confessed them privately to the priest. Then you were presented to the bishop and publicly enrolled. You will be publicly enrolled in the ranks of penitents in preparation for absolution on Holy Thursday. Wow. So you confess your sins and then Lent is the one whole thing wait, waiting for wow. absolution on Holy Thursday. Like Lent as your penance. Yes. Wow. No, not just Lent, but after uh, laying on of hands and imposition of ashes, these people were expelled from the congregation in imitation of the expulsion of Adam and Eve from paradise. Wow. It's really intense. Yeah. I didn't know that. So they were expelled with the reminder that death is the punishment for sin. That's why we use it on Ash Wednesday. Remember, you are dust and to dust you, you shall, shall return. return. Genesis 3.19. That's what God says to Adam and Eve. That's why we do it on Ash Wednesday. So basically, this cross on your forehead means you are a sinner and you are expelled from the parish. Wow. But we don't do it anymore, right? You know. It's... So then what does it mean nowadays? So listen, these people who are expelled for mm-hmm. Lent, mm-hmm. this is intense. They lived apart from their families and from the rest of the parish for 40 days of Lent. Whoa. Yeah. That's actually pretty intense. And they they were dressed in sackcloth and ashes. And they were identified as penitents in the congregation and sometimes on the steps of the church. They would be sitting on the steps of the church where they were not allowed to come in. And Ooh. so common penances uh, require that these penitents abstain from meat, 
alcohol, taking a shower, haircuts, shaves, sex, and business transactions. And now, depending on the diocese, some penances lasted for years and even a lifetime. Wow. Yeah, so it sounds intense. intense. It was intense. So that's why during the Middle Ages, like this book says, Mm -hmm. emphasis was placed on personal rather than public sin. And as a result, traditions of Ash Wednesday uh, change a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's why traditions similar to those in today's parishes, that's what we do today, became a thing in the 11th century. So thousand years ago. Mm You know, we switched, you know, would be weird really do it again, you know, just marked people who commit one of these four sins and you are not welcome, of course, in this parish for the for Lent. And that's why we, we started using another formula. Uh, this one, turn away from <clears throat> sin and be faithful to the gospel. That's Mark one fifteen. More positive aspect of of Lent, of <laughs> Lent. So that's what happened on Ash Wednesday uh, throughout the centuries. And now actually we we are doing this for all of the parishioners, you know, the ashes. And of course, ashes are, uh, you know, palms from last Palm Sunday. Yeah. So like last Palm Sunday, we burn them and create ashes from them. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I don't know if, I don't know any parish if, you know, that does it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you use your own palm, palms, you burn them and use ashes because the powder it's really like a, it's a powder, like you know, we use for your shakes. This kind of uh, consistency—it's not really. If you burn ash, I mean palms, you you won't get this kind of uh, powder. Ash. Yeah. Yeah. So we buy uh, ashes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can recycle your palms from last year mm-hmm. to the religious stores because they have the proper tools to make them into ashes. Well, they send it somewhere else. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. you need a specific temperature and there's like no oxygen. That's why you get this kind of powder. Question. Yeah. Do you have to be Catholic to receive ashes? No. Awesome. If you're listening and you're not Catholic, go receive ashes. Yeah, which is funny because, uh, you know, it's not a holiday of obligation. Mm-hmm. So, which means you don't have to come. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes. But everyone will know. Yeah, and then if you if you go to the morning mass, you get your ashes, mm-hmm. and then, which I literally love here, people keep you know ashes on their foreheads for the rest of the day, mm-hmm. and so like everyone knows you are a Catholic mm-hmm. wherever you go. I love it. And you know, yeah. people usually like brag, you know, like oh, I'm a Catholic. Look at my forehead. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. In Poland, we don't do this. Mm-hmm. We receive ashes on our like crown of our heads like on your hair yeah so not really here priest just like sprinkle like he says the formula and he he doesn't even touch you who the priest ring mass when you receive the ashes like you'll do this like yeah in poland Mm. the priest would be like sprinkling just ashes Mm -hmm. over your head okay saying like you know repent and leave the gospel uh, but you know he doesn't even touch you here you know we do the cross the cross on the forehead and you go which is funny because <laughs> if if on Thursday I still see cross on your forehead <laughs> it means that you didn't take a shower mm-hmm. <laughs> which happens sometimes 
which happens I mean, at some parishes. All yeah, right. so we encourage you to go and get ashes and start Lent. Start Lent. Have a good Lent season. We'll be taking a break again. Are you excited for season two, Father Vitold? Season two. We should have like like a trailer, <laughs> like music and coming soon. Season two. Coming soon to you. Holy Roaster. In theaters, May 13th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No. All right, anything no, else we, you No, we will say? be back like what? After, after Lent, like April? <clears throat> late. I would say late April or very early May. Yes. Yeesh. Okay. Okay. Bye, Holy Roaster listeners. <laughs> Uh, this is like a farewell for a for a little bit it's March oh yeah two months we'll come back and tell you how our Lent was Father Vitold can tell you if he uh, did silence or not uh, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> yeah. I already made up my mind with like food related penances yeah. of course same thing no coffee yeah but no this sweets, isn't a 40 day Catholic diet and no I know <laughs> and no alcohol yeah okay. but then yeah this this thing like no music sounds interesting because i've never done one yeah it's hard no music <laughs> i mean i would say this this kind of rule oh yeah classical music or gregorian chant mm -hmm. i would be i would be uh I okay say goodbye hmm <laughs> say goodbye we're at 45 minutes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no, no. We should, we should wrap, wrap up. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Good grief. Holy Roaster. Holy Roaster. Season two coming soon. Yes. Bye, peeps. Bye.